0: You're listening to a Natural Products Insider podcast. Now on Google Play. With Sandy Almandares, editor in chief. Brought to you by Supply Side West, October 15th through the 19th in Las Vegas. Hi, and welcome to a supply side east edition of the healthy insider podcast i'm sandy and i'm so excited to be sitting here in secaucus new jersey with todd polly who is the founder and managing partner of 24 stories hi todd
1: hi great to be here
0: so we are on site you might hear some background noise um, but todd is fresh off of the presentation theater where he presented on tell me a story about supply chain transparency so we all know how important supply chain transparency is to consumers and and how much they're demanding food and supplement companies to really show them the farm show them the processes and and the why's behind products but how a company goes about telling that story is very important and luckily todd is an expert in this area so todd before a brand markets its transparency it's got to do a lot of work, it's got to know its supply chain for one. So what what are the steps that brands must do before they can get to the point of discussing transparency with consumers?
1: Yeah, you know, the, the point where you're discussing transparency with consumers and using that to market your product is is really the end, you know, in some ways the end point or further down the journey of supply chain transparency because there's a whole lot of technical work that goes into getting to know your supply chain, making sure that your supply chain is, is worthy of talking about and that it's worthy of marketing to your consumers. And thankfully, more and more companies are are realizing the benefit of, you know, and, and marketing is the maybe the least of, of the benefits when you think about the whole big picture because there's just the fact that you can produce a product that's higher quality, a product that people really truly trust because they know the steps of how it got there. And and like you said, everyone's consumers are interested in knowing that. So once you've done all of that hard work on the technical side of producing a product that has a clean, sustainable supply chain connected to it, the marketing steps flow pretty easily from there, at least in in my opinion of, of seeing a couple of these stories develop in, in real time. So some of those steps are, you know, when you get to the point where you want to market your product, some of those steps involve acting like a journalist, you know, just your marketing staff or a partner you work with send them out and try to learn things about your supply chain you know talk to the farmers talk to the growers understand from a consumer perspective what the facts are and I think it's an important distinction um, you know coming at it from a consumer perspective because while there's technical information to be delivered we always need to make sure we're delivering it in a way that is engaging because you can have this great brand story about your transparency efforts, but you have to realize you're competing against thousands of other pieces of content in your consumer's inbox or in their social feeds. So it's important to, to remember that throughout the whole journey.
0: Right. You, you say it's easy, but you're also a marketer. So remember, remember <laughs> that.
1: Yeah, right. Exactly.
0: <laughs> so we can say anecdotally that transparency is important to consumers, but how, how do we know that and how important is this?
1: yeah so there's there's been a lot of research in the last couple of years on how consumers buy in terms of their value system and the quality of products they're looking for. One of the one of the recent pieces of, of media that came out um, that I referenced in my talk earlier, was a piece on newhope.com where they referenced a, a study done by Accenture, the consulting group, talked about consumer preferences related to um, trustworthiness of brands, and there were a couple of uh, key stats in there in terms of how many people want um, to align with a brand that has similar value systems. Um, it's a high percentage. It's also a high percentage of people who want uh, honesty. You know, just They want to know that what they think they're buying, they're buying. They're, they're not open to marketing, you know, typical old-school marketing slogans and tricks. They just want the information, and they want to know that the buying decision they make aligns with something they can feel good about and trust, is what it really comes down to.
0: So they want to know, but they're also pulled in many different ways for their attention, and supply chains are complex. So do brands that you work with have trouble explaining the intricacies of the supply chain to their consumers? And if so, how do they overcome that?
1: Sure, um, like like any individual, some do and some don't, and they all um, approach it from a, a slightly different mindset. The most common thing, um, you know, if you can imagine having done all of the work to really research your supply chain and, and get your ducks in a row in that way from a product production standpoint, you have this bank of knowledge that's huge um, as a brand, and you're also probably really excited to talk about it, and you're coming as a brand from a very educated standpoint in terms of the technical testing ingredient sides of things. So more often than not, we're having the discussion of, Hey, let's not get into all the in- intricacies that consumers don't even know what you're talking about yet. Let's ease them in. let's step in with some engaging storytelling tactics to really help them understand the story and then let them go on that journey uh, by themselves you know or individually to get to where um, you can talk about you know testing methods and you can talk about ingredient sourcing and what that means for the product quality. So it's almost you know it's this, it's always this you know kind of conversation where we're, we're trying to hold them back from, you know, my, I always say you know, consumers just don't want to sit down and read a 15 page white paper. That's just a fact, you know, or mm-hmm. very few do. So how do you tell that story in an engaging way by getting those very technical details across something in a way that connects?
0: Right. But then you can provide that 15 page white paper on your website, for, for example, for that those few consumers who are interested.
1: For sure. And I think a lot of people eventually get there, but you're part of the part of the journey. It's like if you're going to buy a big purchase item like an automobile, you know, you might be looking at ads. Then you might go and look at some video reviews. You might go on some other third-party website. When it's down to two, that's where you dive into that car company website and you start looking at technical specs and, and everything else that you never would endure a commercial about on television because you're on this research purchase journey so you've got to match your information flow with the consumers' journey of you know how do I research a product and find out what's best for me
0: that makes a lot of sense so let's talk about that what channels work best to educate consumers on supply chain transparency and what how much information should you be delivering in, in these separate channels
1: yeah that's a great question and I would say that almost any channel Works. It's more about how you deliver and where you find your your consumer. So again, it, it can be a little bit different depending on the brand and, and the type of ingredient or finished product that you're, you're delivering. Um, but I would say that the, more, the most important aspect of that is really what you're delivering where. So if you just take a, a common example of maybe you're trying to tell the sourcing story of an herb and you've lined up all of this content and you have technical specs on the herb, testing results on it for purity. You have an interview and a video with the farmer and the grower who produces that. And then you have, you know, uh, an uh, infographic, let's say, about how things are then produced, taken from plant form to powder form to put into a capsule. Like, that's that's a mm-hmm. bunch of different steps. Right. You've got to figure out with which of those would make sense. So if you have an Instagram following of consumers and you're trying to engage them, some really some really detailed shots of some of those steps go a long way. Mm-hmm. However, in your newsletter, you'll probably want to do, you know, an interview along with maybe a video of with the grower and really try to tell that story in in more depth. So it's about matching that content with with the channel. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the channels that I'll speak to specifically that seems to work really well is influencers and bloggers. Mm-hmm. Um, that's uh, you know that's that's a popular channel right now, and they're a great they're a great source because their followers. If you can match your brand and back to the value discussion, you know, a, an influencer or a blogger that has a lot of followers that their values align with your brand that's very powerful because their their followers tend to be um, extremely loyal and it's more of a friendship one-to-one type of conversation that those influencers have with their followers so as a brand that's an important channel to really grow some genuine relationships with influencers and and work to promote your brand that way
0: and that was an interesting point that you brought up in the presentation today Uh, you were talking about influencers and how you can engage them one time pay them one check and have them promote your product but a better way is to actually develop relationships with them and take them to dinner and and get them to know your brand so can you speak a little more on that and the benefits of that
1: yeah you know um it's just like any other good relationship it takes work and just being on the content production side and some of the people we work with in that role, to see them work with influencers and foster different types of relationships. There is that that transactional relationship where you can pay a, a blogger to post about your product one time or a series of times and then, and then that's it. Um, what seems to really work better than that, if you can do it, is foster a relationship with an influencer that has a similar audience as you're trying to reach so you know someone who has this loyal following that's into whatever product category you happen to produce that's the person you want to find you want to spend time and learn from them about their own their own preferences their audience preferences and then partner with them don't necessarily put forth you know direction and we want to pay you this much and you're going to do this for us just let them suggest they know their audience and they know what works and give them some sense of ownership in the partnership as well. And we found that content that flows through that way is much more genuine. And then more often than not, you'll have a partner in marketing in that influencer and you'll get way more out of the relationship in terms of uh, tangible things like posts and mentions because they're in it with you because they believe back to you know your brand values and what you stand for. If you share that and you develop the relationship around that, um, it's much more beneficial than a, a transactional type of relationship.
0: That makes way more sense. so let's back away from influencers um, and just talk about uh, metrics in general. Uh, what What ROI can brands expect by marketing their their sourcing and supply chain uh, transparency?
1: so yeah that's a that's a great question about why and and you know i would say the biggest reason why is because it's the right thing to do and any roi that's attached to that really flows from that bigger question of uh are we doing the right things for our consumers are we producing them the purest best product we possibly can from there the marketing flows and i would say that the benefits of of achieving a, a clean supply chain are are bigger than any marketing tactic. Oh, having said that, once you've done all of that work, it's why not, why not tell that story, especially that we know that consumers are engaged with it and wanna hear it. So it's really, I think of it more as the gift of having done all of the mm-hmm. supply chain work and then you get to tell this amazing story that's true and that's easy to tell because you know it, because you just did it. Right. That makes total sense. Well,
0: thank you so much, Todd, for joining me on the podcast and for speaking at Supply Side East.
1: Thanks for having me. It was great. This episode has been brought to you by Supply Side West, October 15th through the
0: 19th in Las Vegas.